Thank you for rocking with the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. Thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for us. You can find us on Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. And you can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback. This won't be our only meeting. <laughs> you can record it later, too, and I can just edit it in or okay. whatever. You know what I mean? It don't got to be today type shit. That works. For sure. So you want to go versus or dating? Mm. I like the dating thing. I do too, but we got to talk about that versus. Y'all can't be leaving me out of conversation. You're not going to be left <laughs> out. But, but we, I we, feel like he has a monologue thing. about it. He just wanted that is not That is so important. I feel like he really just want to vent about it. But we got to <laughs> have that debate about what I just said, about what I said earlier. That it's the greatest moment in hip hop of all time. That's hard to agree and with. And I'm ready to argue. That's hard to agree with. I'm ready. The greatest moment in hip hop? The greatest moment in hip hop. And we've had ever. Tupac's and well, Tupac wait a died. minute though. But hold smoked. on, wait a minute. See, but that's So what? what? That's I'm talking about thing. things that he's done in his life. Yeah, so but there was nothing he did that was better than this. No. There's no Tupac wow. moment that was bigger. Even the hologram? Okay, wait. I will say this. It's not it's not niggas. I, I ain't know this was a comedy show. I didn't watch it. Sometimes. <laughs> you talking about the versus battle you didn't watch? I didn't watch the versus battle all the way through, but I did happen to catch the piece where they kind of did their their feud resolution. And I think that is very important. And I think when you bring up Biggie and Tupac, I think it fits because they accomplished what they should have accomplished. Exactly. I disagree. I disagree. Exactly. I disagree. How is that a... Because, be, because one, Tupac and Biggie were at two completely different points of their career. They were at the top of the rap game. These two were at the top of trap rap. They were never top rappers in the rap game. Biggie and Tupac was. was. I don't think that's Jeezy, the point. Jeezy were on a, a main... Hold on, hold on. You're a lot. On a mainstream <laughs> level, you're, a lot. you're not going to... Jay-Z tell was rapping as long as Jeezy has been rapping. When, Jeezy is not on the same level as Jay-Z. Michael Phelps came out and said he listened to Young Jeezy before the Olympics. Do you know Jeezy? He's name, definitely known. He, I'm not saying he's not known. Biggie was known everywhere. Tupac is Jeezy known. Every, is. No, he's not. Yes, he. No, wow. He I, I was arguing with this girl I used to work with <laughs> no, about if not. Jeezy was a household name, and I'm like, hell, no, he's, fuck he's a household name to the people you know, not to no, the world. To the world, we start asking people You're cat, in LA bro. Fitness. We said <laughs> You're ask, cat. In LA Fitness, we said we was gonna ask ten people who weren't black. Did they know who Young Jeezy was? And eight of them said yes. We're still he in America. We said the man. world. You can't just take different nationalities of people and call it the world. If you ta- Google, I'm talking about you going to another country and them knowing who he is. It'd is be very good, slim to none versus method. them knowing who Biggie is. If you type in that artist and whatever the place what? is, in comparison, yes, they. It's not even close. Well, more than they would know Jeezy, but so this ain't the same thing. I don't, <laughs> but I think, but I, think the, I think the point is being missed. If we just focus on how, you know, yeah, because who's, who's on what level, it's really a matter of these two were feuding and they ended up in a in a place. These two were feuding and now just showed the whole hood that this actually can happen. You can resolve. That's just major. But that's happen. not how I now, agree. Listen, but I disagree. <laughs> now, let me tell you. Do you see this wristband that I, I have really one? disagree? You see this uh-huh. wristband right here. That's Mac. That's Mac Anthony White right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is my cousin I just lost a couple weeks ago. And he, well, 
it's a little more than a couple weeks ago at this point, but he was shot three months before he before he died. And the guy who shot him came and apologized to him because he shot the wrong person. Mm-hmm. My cousin is not known to he he's not he wasn't a rowdy mm-hmm. dude, but he also wasn't no dude that you just could do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. you know, so he forgave him mm-hmm. and all he did was say that he was happy to be alive. He had four surgeries off of that being shot like that. Mm-hmm. And it eventually did pass away, but he was just grateful to be alive and forgave a person who shot him. Mm-hmm. So for them two to be able to do that in front of everyone like that, I always ever since my cousin passed, it's been hard for me to <clears throat> accept that. Mm-hmm. But them doing that on in in that forum mm-hmm. with an audience like that, it does something to the community. It it really it really can shift something. I agree, and that's why scale matters, because the community you just named was Atlanta. That's a community. When Pac and Biggie was beefing, it was East Coast versus West Coast beef. They didn't say Cali versus New York. They didn't say East Coast, East Side of New York, West Side of New York. Jeezy and Gucci are talking about Atlanta. That's fine. That's not fine because people in Cali just lost Nipsey. They lost their hood heroes to gun to street shit. So it's not fine. They're not looking at Atlanta like, oh, world peace now. They got beef in Cali. They got beef in New York. Absolutely. They got beef in Chicago. That's bigger than beef in Atlanta. So no, it didn't mean nothing to the world. It meant a lot to Georgia. But it means absolutely. But you don't know what Georgia each person who saw it. Yes, I do. But you're not thinking about it from a street power. A street person would think about it either. They don't well, look at the world how you look at the world. I, I, but this is, is this not who we're talking about? I, I don't agree with that, bro. A street person, I'm not going to lie. Right. And they I look at like the world differently than you. It. No, you can't say anybody who sees it. We all perceive the world differently based on our circumstances and based on our environment. If they if you grow up in the trenches versus in, in a big white house, you are going to look at the world completely differently. So you can't say how everyone looks at something. You got to look at different people and pinpoint them. People in the hood is not looking at this as a victory. Again, look at how many people that's we've not, lost that's recently. That's not true, bro. Hoods in Atlanta. You're talking about Atlanta. I'm talking about the world. I'm okay. not worried about just Atlanta because Atlanta ain't the only thing in the world. Bro. Think, but there are cases that, that can prove that, though. There are cases no, they're that not can, cases that can prove that. Half the time when people media. was talking about the versus battle, they was arguing. Get on social media. You act like this versus battle brought people together to where now they're having logical conversation. Everybody's been arguing in but the middle that of this. Versus, that versus saved a lot of lives. You don't <laughs> even say and, and, and a lot of lives are still going to be lost, bro. You're, you're talking true. apples and oranges and that's hypotheticals. True. But that's like saying that's don't true. fight against segregation or racism. No, it's not. That's like me saying go eat an apple and somebody go get the apple and I say, oh, I saved your life. Because that is the same thing. I did just save your life. I sent you on a healthier alternative. Wow, I can't believe you're, you're talking a hypothetical, that. bro. You don't know how many lives did it say? Give me a number. I can't. Tell exactly. That. So, what are you talking about? What data are you going by giving so saying why, what you're so saying? So, why do we protest black, black rights? Because we, Cause we want things make, to change. No, but do, you, but do you think we do it with any intent to that it would make a difference in a racist mind? Do you think that we do it with any intent on wanting to spread I'm sure people way? do do that. Uh, okay. And how me. often do and they that, think that works? Hey, hold on, hold on. Oh, it, it doesn't matter. But we <laughs> oh, know, it doesn't but, matter now. <laughs> but, we, but we know that can happen. We know that that can happen. And when you say we know what can happen, that is hypothetical. When you make no, a deck. 
Yes, it is. There's evidence. You're talking about the future of something that never happened. There's evidence of that happening. We're talking about hope. Have you ever? We give people hope every day by getting up out of bed and walking out of our house and going to work. We give people hope. Took those meetings with all those clan leaders. Is this the only hope that we've given people? The moments came and gone. That's my point. People argued about it. They're not going to take nothing positive from this, but an argument they was in with somebody. Not true. You're speaking for yourself. You're not thinking for a group of people. Well, I'm one you're person. thinking how you look at it. But I'm one person. But you're but you're, you're, you're making a speech for everybody. But I'm, no, but no, no. Aren't you doing no I'm I, saying I everybody there. will look at this differently. Y'all are telling me it's one way people are going to look no, no, at no, this. No, 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 I didn't say that. You Every, did say I, that. I said it's going it to save some people. It's going to save some people. There's hella things that can save some people. We why are we stopping and focusing on all those little things? Is what I'm saying. When has that ever happened in hip hop where two rappers to that magnitude squash a? It could never happen because there would have never been the money or the platform for them to do that in the 90s. But do you realize that? How would they have done it in the 90s then? I don't know. Exactly. Say. So don't say you don't agree on something. You can't tell me how it wouldn't happen. You I, don't know, right? Don't so right. just say you don't... It don't, it don't sound, sound right I mean, to they, you. They could have done it in the 90s with Where? interviews. And, how? And, and by making it in the music. What do you mean? coming together. Make it in the music? They did a yes. versus battle on stage where they performed both of their songs. What, what platform in the 90s could people have done that on? And remember, beef was way worse in the '90s than it is now. How can you say it's worse? Somebody, Two, they were shooting each other in the studios. Somebody, what are you talking about? Somebody, it was way worse in the somebody '90s. Somebody died. Gucci got his teeth knocked out his mouth. And when did it happen? Not you, recently. During, not recently. During beef. So when did that happen too? Well, Name like, the time period that happened. Like 04, 05. That's not recent. In recent time, who was pulling up in the studio and shooting each other, making songs with each other? Who? But Name two artists. In the 90s, music. that was happening frequently. Pop got shot in the studio working with Bad Boy. What are you talking about? But it just happened. But him and Biggie would have been on the same stage performing a song? Who shot you? They could've. Man, cut it out. That's when niggas was actually hood niggas back then. They're not now. It's everything's gimmicky now. Oh, Gucci's a hood. Cut it out. You know that. Jeezy is a gimmick, bro. I said Gucci. <laughs> I'm talking Gucci about ain't the only party that was in this. I, I, I Pac and Biggie was both hood niggas. They was in the mi- in the middle of it every know, day their whole I careers. Who's not Cut it out, man. What I'm saying is things is safe now to do stuff like this. In the 90s, hell no, this would have never worked. It's easier to do. I what? It's safe that. to do. This would have been impossible in the 90s. Somebody would have died. Every just, single time they had a versus, someone would have died. you're saying, and just like everything <laughs> I'm saying in reference to the 90s, is all hypothetical. because we. No, it's know. not. Because you're trying to say this is the most important moment when this could have only happened now. It's mm-hmm. not the most important moment. But it was all those other moment. moments had to happen for this to happen. That makes those moments bigger moments. I don't hell no, Tim. You have to learn how to walk so to get, start running. Get, so get, you, you walking is a bigger moment than you running. You running is a past okay. tense as a result of so, you walking. So what are you talking get, about? Get <laughs> Give me a moment bigger. Shit, uh, hella moments, bro. Give hella BT awards, no, fucking Outcast performing, me, no, no, no. Will Smith not, winning the fucking award, a rap not, award. Him and Jack, I can give you hella moments. Let's, let's not be what you talking about. about <laughs> and these, and that's when hip hop is hip hop. There ain't even no hip hop right now. Give me a specific moment. Man, what? Give me a specific moment that is bigger than Gucci Man and Will and Smith and Jazz winning an award, winning a music award at the time when black artists wasn't even winning music awards. Okay. 
cut it out. Mike won before that. How wasn't that a big, bigger moment? Mike We're talking won. about hip-hop. You Mike said hip-hop, won. didn't you? He was a pop artist. You said hip-hop. Okay, I said hip-hop. Didn't you? Outcast winning in Atlanta. That was bigger than this. I've got something thing. to say. Man, what? what? You sound crazy. Wasn't bigger. There's not even hip-hop right now for you to be saying it's the biggest moment in hip-hop. What is hip-hop, hip-hop that happens in 2020? That's hip-hop. No, it wasn't, bro. That reminded us of hip-hop. That's why you love this so much. Gucci and Jeezy Because you grew up in hip-hop. That gave you nostalgia. Trap is a sub. <laughs> there is no hip hop right now. Trap bro. is a sub. Hip hop is a culture and a movement. Stop it. You're talking about music. Hip hop is a culture, my guy. In the '90s, it was a culture. Trap is a sub genre of hip hop. You know that. You know that. So how are you saying this is the biggest moment in hip hop? And no, trap is not a sub. Trap is its own new thing no, now. It's a sub genre of hip hop. There is no hip hop. Where's hip hop? That's ridiculous. Where that's, is it? That's disrespectful too. Okay, so tell me where it is then. J. Cole's not hip hop? No. Tell me Kendrick's where it is. J. Cole's an artist. Hip hop is a movement in a community. It can't be one person. Everybody has to be on the same accord, like the 90s. There were dancers. We made our own clothes. We sold our tapes. We owned the shops. We sold the tapes at. We showed the corner oh, store. Baby, not, it was a movement. On on, so a, stop telling me this is the biggest moment in hip hop then. That's us here. That's us here. So stop that's saying that this is the big. That's not hip hop. They did that for TV and money and ratings. That's hip hop. That's commercial, bro. Hip hop was not publicizing T and commercial. It's still hip hop. No, it's not, but that's fake. It's still that's hip-hop. fake. And that's why a lot of those R&B artists I weren't even going mainstream and pushing their music through. They wanted to keep it in the neighborhoods and with us. All that shit is commercial as fuck. I'm sitting here listening to y'all go back and forth and I'm going to just say this. I feel like y'all are saying two totally different things because I think what you're meaning to say because I I'm sorry because you know I love you but um, being that I do come from some serious hip hop um I recognize that hip hop is a very different thing, and it ha- you have to be very careful. It's evolved about what you call, what you call hip hop. But what I feel like he is saying, what he what you really mean to say is that that's a very huge moment for black boys. Just say that then. Those are two different statements, nah, though. Can we agree? Those are two different they're statements. Very, they, they are, are two very different, different statements. statements. So if that's what he true. means, say that. I think no, both but, are true. But, but, but for I him think, to say this is a big hip hop moment, hip-hop, that was not hip hop. Nothing like, they here's did. The thing is what I feel also is that this generation right here, they reckon. Okay, all right. Because I'm I'm one of them people who I recognize the difference between hip hop and all this other stuff. That's going but, on now. But the. Thing is, is that I recognize the generation. They don't want to be kicked out of hip-hop. Right. You know, they don't want to be kicked out of that. They don't want to be, you know, outcast from the umbrella of hip-hop overall. Because, you know, but they a have graffiti to be. artist, you know, belongs in the mix when you, when you get in deep when you get deep that is hip hop yeah, that's you know, the culture for sure you have to have somebody who's still walking around with crates <laughs> I'm sorry like it, it's it's required somewhere um not everybody has to do it that way it's just you know it you can't let it phase out with all this new stuff so I get how you what you're saying and how they want to be a part of hip hop they, they, you have to actually recognize where the divide is. Um, but but they've was, already but it done was it. Definitely, it was definitely a very huge moment. But they already done voice. it. If the, if the <laughs> argument you're making, this is a big moment in hip-hop, Jeezy and Gucci are already a part of hip-hop in creating track, the track movement. Mm-hmm. 
So how so so what I'm saying right now is so there's how, nothing hip hop going on right now. No, no, no. It's a bunch of commercial no, shit going on. But what you on. said was was very true. So you you said that basically they are trap and trap has right, to right, right. trap is the culture. But the verses and this the whole battle shit was commercial. That's not hip hop. I'm sorry. And you thinking they came together to for some bigger meaning? They probably came together because they got paid. They, it was That's not hip hop. That is literally the opposite of hip hop. It was two reasons. That is the because Gucci didn't never wanted to do this if shit, and I know Tupac, they told him that right ticket, and he said yes. Million, if they told Tupac they have five, let's say five million realistic. If they told Tupac we got five million, just come squash this beef with Biggie. He going, but nobody could do that. And again, who but could do these things I'm in the nineties? They had those opportunities. They would have. So yeah, that's a hypothetical so, statement. You're talking about something that's not fact. I only want to talk what actually happened. You're talking about what could have happened. Did that too. A lot of aliens could have landed too. No, I didn't. I'm only talking about things that actually happened. Nah, bro. Right now, it's not hip-hop. People are doing everything for money. That is the opposite of hip-hop. What they did was monumental. What they did was for money, and we have to acknowledge that. We also can't lie to ourselves about shit. Of course they got paid. But it doesn't matter either, though. It It definitely matters. They still accomplished something. Even if they got paid. And that's why there's no hip-hop anymore. No, because here's the thing. (laughs) Why do y'all think hip-hop died? That way of thinking, like it makes no sense. It, people are trying to worry about financial gain. That's everything to them. Your pride, your character mattered the most in the nineties. That's street shit. It was about your stripes and your rep. Now people care about their money and their finances, and that's it. And they move based off money moves. That's that's weird, bro. Like, and everybody won't take ten million to do that. I know some real niggas who won't take no money to meet up with a nigga who sent somebody to kill them. Man, Come on, bro. Man. Everybody's life ain't this internet shit. Niggas don't care. Well, <laughs> some I'll niggas have Jesus more pride than they willing to take Jesus a payday, bro. Everybody won't that. sell their soul for some I money. I feel like Jesus care about I hate that, that people have that no perception more. of people like, you just gonna do something because of some money thrown at you. It ain't, That's weird, man. Money. You said if Pac get 10 million, then he would have squashed the beat. Jeezy really wanted to do that, though. Yeah, no shit. He was in the wrong. The fuck? It's easy for him to want to do it. He's the key caused all of this. Grown man shit though. No matter what. Man, get the fuck. What other choice did he have? (laughs) Don't give somebody credit for a shitty situation they put him in and it it played out this way. He didn't. Man, accountability. What else could he have done? A lot of people don't do that. We talk about that all the time. He took accountability for it. It counts for nothing. It counts for nothing. You you cleaned up your mess. Whoopie. That don't count for shit. That's how it's supposed to be. If there's no mess here and you spill some milk, you clean it up. I'm not going to come in here. Yeah, you clean. No, you cleaned up the mess you made. He made peace. So there's no credit for that. That's what you're supposed to do. What do you mean? Why do people want credit for shit we're supposed to be doing? If you make a mess, clean it up. I'm not going to give you credit for that. Why would I do that? I give you credit for going above and beyond. For doing something I didn't expect you to do. But a lot of people. For seeing there's no mess here and adding shit. Not seeing there's an empty floor and making a a mess. A lot of people come up not knowing anything about taking accountability. I know it because they get coddled like that. So they never learn it because you coddle them. So tell them better. Show Show them. It's not that easy. It ain't that easy. But it's easy for you to sit up here and tell me how hard it is for them. So it's hard for everybody then. So what? I'm speaking from a place of empathy. Uh, so what? But empathy doesn't emote change either. They still got to want to change. So you being empathetic don't mean shit. So him taking that step. Man, just thing. stop, bro. He ain't had no choice. That's what I'm saying. Stop saying he took he a step. He was pushed forward. No, nope. What choice did he have in this situation? Mm-hmm. Gucci killed your homie and they knew you sent him. He moved what on. choice did Jeezy have to do anything different than what he did? What could he have done differently? He moved on when Gucci said he didn't want to do the verses at first. He, was he moved on. Because he was in the wrong, bro. 
What, the, what are you confused about? The only person that grew out of this is Gucci. Okay, excuse me. They both was wrong. Um, they beefed. They my beefed. life been going in a different direction for a, a little while. So that sounds crazy. I don't know a whole lot about this beef. What What exactly? Oh, Jeezy put a hit out on Gucci's chain. It wasn't that black and white. But that, that is what For happened. some money. <laughs> Those niggas ran in trying to tie Gucci Go- up. Gucci. Wait, Jeezy? Jeezy did it to Gucci. They 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 did a song together. Some beef came over about the song, whose song, whatever, whatever. And they got into a beef. So Gucci I'll just... I'll up the rotation. So Gucci... It's all good. So no, you're actually not. Gucci just was basically like, fuck this nigga, like, saying on every song, he a bitch. Like, he a bitch. So every then song. Jeezy like, all right. <laughs> he put a song out. Said, shit, I got a bond. 10, 10K on his chain. Just bring me that chain. I got 10K, you know. So a girl set Gucci up, mm-hmm. and they, I think they ended they up. They try to run up, time up and kill him. Hit him with brass knuckles. They hit him with brass knuckles, and he escaped and he shot Killed one of, one of niggas. the niggas. Yeah. And, and the other one got away. Right. This is why they're beefing. That's why they're beefing. Come on now. <laughs> and then he got on stage to humiliate you. He didn't even put out his best songs. He put out just his All talk shit. shit. Bro, this was nothing for the streets to look at. Like, oh, this is, yeah, they made amends. No, you they did not. They got a payday, and he got a chance to finally be petty to the nigga he hasn't seen since he killed the people but you I sent think, to kill him. But we still saw what happened. We still saw that exchange. What? That's what I mean. It's real street shit behind this stuff. Doing a verses on stage don't change. That's commercial. Okay, it's, they got real beef. They was Somebody in, died. They was in the hold same on, section on, at the compound on, on. the same night. Mm. He got a, what are you gonna do? Kill him in there? Nah, but he <laughs> they can be There's okay. cameras everywhere. What are you gonna it's 2020. It's not, again, it's not the 90s. They had not been in the same room for like 10 years yeah. or something. Uh, go upstairs, boy. So I'm saying, what is he gonna do? Jackson, go upstairs. Oh my god. Go ahead, man. Take your time. What are you doing? Okay, so, um, what? So, Jesus came and did that to you, right? Okay. No, this is not normal. This ain't regular shit. <laughs> this, that's real beef. <laughs> they got real beef. Okay, so, based, <laughs> based, on, based on the facts now that I know, now that I've learned, um, yeah. Yeah, somebody still might die. So this ain't over. It's, yeah, we it just happened. That's why I hate that we're acting like they squashed this. This ain't over. <laughs> Cause Gucci might just get so hot enough just from seeing you, and that's why I think they shouldn't be in the same room, bro. It's certain shit that we're gonna do. We can't come back from. We also need to teach that lesson. We gotta stop teaching this forgiveness and fucking let everybody go and make friends with everybody again. Shit. Some some people are gonna do shit. You have to forget about them the rest of your life. That's a whole new conversation. Period. That's this. Gucci has written this nigga off. If there was no money involved, Gucci wouldn't have did this. He did this for a payday. Let me go to another thing. So you think Jada and Will should have divorced? Hell yeah. And if they weren't going to divorce, I think people need to stop pretending like that's how that was a problem with what they did. Because that's also the same thing. People at first, they was couple goals and now people shitting on them for how they are. So do y'all support how people live or do y'all want people to live the way you think they should live? People stay married that long because they really like, well, 
man. Go ahead and lie, because yeah. I feel you about to lie. Tell a lie. Go ahead and lie. It, I think I think both ways. <laughs> people are people stay together because they don't want to start over by themselves. Exactly. Don't that's tell me no the, nothing the fuck of, else. Because why else would you stay somewhere you don't want to be? That's, one of the that's reasons. definitely because one. your fear of doing this on your own outweighs the bullshit you got to deal with at yeah. home. Yep. That's, that's why you stay where the fuck you at. Because who the fuck gonna leave an apartment to go live outside? Nobody. Your apartment can have roaches, rats, whatever. You ain't gonna go live the fuck outside, though, is you? You gonna be in here with these rats, nigga? All right, then. So shut up. <laughs> I get why people... But that's why I got into psychology. Because I hate... It. There's this notion, even when we was growing up, there's one goddamn way to do things. And then we were such fucking rebels. We did everything just to show y'all we can do shit different ways and still be further than what you thought we was doing it this safe way. You know what I mean? And we get this way of thinking like, damn, like, I, I shouldn't do things this way. This didn't work for them and this won't work for me. And people, you know, don't stay married or they do stay married. It's like, bro, what do you what do you want? Like, if you don't even know what you want, you shouldn't even be making these kind of life decisions, which I wish we knew at 18, but we didn't. So we had kids and we did permanent shit on based on temporary feelings. So now we're in the midst of that. And we have the results every day based on how your life is, the decisions you were making 10 years ago. So now you're kind of getting it. Okay, it's kind of drawn out. I make day-to-day decisions today. The next two, three, four, five, six, ten years, I'm going to get those results. You know what I mean? So right now, it's just the work time. Then it's going to start paying out. And in the streets, it was a different co- It was a different code because you would work tonight and get paid tonight. And that fucked their minds up. They couldn't do regular jobs. They couldn't work for you for two weeks and then get a paycheck in the third week, the Friday. Hell no. I'm used to doing something tonight and having the money and going to sleep. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's the way that they, but they only think it's one way of seeing the world. Right. And then they were so astonished of the Jay-Z's, of the niggas who started off like that and then branched off into business and, and expanded their mind. And said, okay, I can make 10000 and have niggas looking at me or, you know, I can make 100000 niggas don't even know where I live. I choose this life, you know what I mean? Like versus the ten thousand today, the hundred thousand over a span of time. And he went to work, bro. That's that's the shit I was paying attention to, but that's not the message society gives. So yes, I agree. A lot of things do need to be seen and digest, but you gotta be of right mind to receive it the right way. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we give people shit and they're not even ready to get it. So yeah, it, it could be a big moment, but if they don't see it how you see it, it's not gonna hit them the way it hits you. Mm-hmm. That battle, yeah, I, bro, I loved it. I, it was all, I, it was for hip hop, and that's exactly what I said. I feel like this was for the culture, like I, I really do, because I, it was so many people just hell bent on the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But then for every one of those, it was three people arguing about this shit. Can't even come to a common senses to enjoy it together because we fucking fighting about it, and we're just giving people more shit to fight about. I can't even talk sports with niggas somewhere because they want to fight so much about sports, which is one of the most opinionated goddamn. I mean, goddamn, sports change so frequently. Like you can't argue errors like that. That's impossible. Music, I kind of understand, you know what I mean, but sports, hell no. Sports change so much. Ask her this one. I debated that nobody could be R. Kelly in a. Yeah, not me either. Not, I don't think nobody a, can be there's here. There's not an artist. Ah, no, no, no. I wouldn't say there's not an artist. No I would one. say from around his time. Whitney Houston, I would give her. Twins off? Hell no. Hell yeah. Hell no. Her songs is more. But you got to think it's still a competition. So it's still your song versus my song. It's I still mean, strategic. He got caught. <laughs> listen, 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 it's still listen. a strategic competition. He has competition. I'm not going to Whitney Houston could be artist. Whitney can be. But him. to actually be R. Kelly 20 hits. Michael Jackson could you, be him too. No. 
I you would need to do 40 songs his, for them, his though. best comp would be it would need Michael to be Jackson top 40. or Beyonce. Or Michael Michael Jackson could beat R. Kelly. I it'd feel what Jackson. he's saying, but I don't agree with it'd anybody. Be, it'd be yeah. Michael Jackson, Beyonce, uh, Mariah Carey, and Whitney Houston. Probably. That can compete. I wouldn't say Beyonce. Definitely. 20 hits. Come on, bro. I wouldn't say Beyonce. I can't disrespect. R. Kelly has hits, bro. You, I say he, he ain't R. Gonna Kelly lose, has hits. Yo, R. Kelly got the hits. R. Kelly has days. hits, bro. He didn't touch me. All of his days. 20 is going to be hits. And <laughs> Every 20. He you could probably do... You won't feel Maybe about four different verses and not have to use. He would bat, have to battle himself. Yeah, like he he wouldn't. Little Wayne it. too. I think Little Wayne would have to battle himself. He has too I'm much sorry music. About R. Kelly because uh, Wayne well, got too much music. Uh, Wayne, 20, 20 hits. I, I mean, would, he, he got. Wayne a lot got of too much. I ain't gonna lie. I would love to see Wayne go up against Nicki just for the just for the. He would I, kill I, her. I say, I say future. Just for the cute. But we would never get a Wayne. We would have to get a No Limit versus Cash Money. We're never going to get just one of them. So we would just. It would just have to be. Yeah, the a no, group. I'll take the No Limit Cash Money though. I think Cash Money is smoked them. No limit. I think Cash Money is smoked. Man, it'd be good. I'd be. It'd be oh, really wait. good. Wait, hold on, stop. I think <laughs> Cash Money is smoked them though. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so Cash Money. Big Timers, yeah, Juvie, yeah. Wayne, Wayne, Baby that, Turk. That would be fantastic. But then Master P. But No Limit has some like, bodies. The very first concert I ever went to was the 504 Boys. And I'm going to tell you right now. They, they, no Limit, they got, they got what no they Limit need. No Limit has some bodies. They got what they need. They have bodies. I, I wouldn't say smoke. It would be close. I think it would be strategic. It would depend on how how they played the music. Who will Wu Tang go against? Wu Tang? Nobody. They would have to go against each other. I think you would have to split it down the middle. It's hard to have a group for them. Oh my god! That's why I said I think you would have to split it down the middle and put them against. And I'm not talking about quality of music. I mean, but I'm they're also different. A matchup like they also different. Like would it be? Would it be? Yeah. Like what do you even do with that? Is it try? Ghostfaces, no. Ghostfaces in my no, top. Like mess so- in my top out of them. Yeah. Goddamn, Rayquan, my nigga, the chef. Like, but it, I, it's what I like about them. That's it's not that reckless. I think they're better than everybody. <laughs> That's reckless. You can't just. It's I- not that I think they're better. Than, it's what I like about. You know what I mean? It's no, tough. No, it's tough. No, I can, it's we can't have that debate, than, it's man. It's that they're better than everybody. We can't have that. I'm talking about them everybody. amongst each other. Like, I'm talking about if we. Broke them down and split them down the middle and put them against each other. Would be, oh, that, that would be, be incredible. That would be the now top that. Four. Hold on. That would be entertaining. Hold on, wait. Be. Hold on, wait. If you that t- could arguably be the greatest moment in hip hop. That would be fire. I that could the, be I, the I, greatest I, moment I in hip hop. I think the ODB would, could now, be now. Now, would you call that? I would have Ghostface. Would I don't you, know. Would you put that up there though? That would have to be up there. Ghostface. That would be that would be that though because they were because they are still hip hop. They really are. So and that that they still got voices amongst this generation, yeah. and this is thirty years later. Yeah. They was doing yeah, that in the nineties. That was that would be incredible. It would. Somebody, <laughs> somebody need to call. They yeah. Right now, and make a statement like yeah, that would happening. be nuts, bro. See, yeah. stuff like that is, and, and it's not that I'm saying Gucci and Jeezy wasn't a big moment. It is, but it's it's just a it's a big moment. Like if they were to do something now, it will again carry for thirty years. Y'all still got new fans probably that they making. That's crazy. Like that's a cult. I've been hearing people artists ain't doing that. I've been hearing artists ain't talking about Wu Tang is huge in Asia. 
I went to one of they their concerts. They in Kung Fu now. Yeah. I went to one of their concerts. It was a lot. Oh, I loved it, bro. How could you not love them? It was. A, People would look at you crazy if you said you didn't like Wu Tang. It was a music. Or if you don't know about it. No, let me. Can I please? That's can a we cult. Please go back in time. Oh, boy. Okay, so seventh grade. All right. Rashid. The prettiest boy I've ever seen in all of my. Is that a good thing when y'all say years. prettiest boy? Should men take that like well, good was, or bad? He was in the seventh grade as well. So okay, okay. He was definitely a little boy. <laughs> so we probably had no um, facial. No he was just gorgeous, and um, I just was so in love with him, and I I followed him, and I told him all the time that I loved oh. him, and I asked him out all the time. Like I was, I was, I'm not a shy girl. I'm still not a shy girl, and I told him all the time, like you are just awesome and i just want to be your girlfriend he <laughs> just always ignored me he never said anything back you Poor know she. <laughs> he, he, he would speak or whatever but he was nowhere near interested but yeah. i let him know like i'm never gonna stop loving you you're he couldn't process them emotions okay. so, so one day rashid finally decided to talk to me and he was like so he asked me one question he said do you like wu-tang <laughs> and my response was, "Who is Wu Tang?" And oh, he said, no. "Bye." And he oh, just no. away. Yes. And, and that was it. And I never spoke to him again. I never said nothing else because I was like, "What just happened?" Yeah. He educated. The you. only requirement was Wu Tang. He educated. And I'm like, you. and he could just he could just smell the ignorance <clears throat> coming off of me. Like that was she a don't movie know shit about Wu Tang. Yo. Mine too. Like <laughs> that was a very funny that was story. Very interesting. I, I just you. You know that this boy was like, he could smell the ignorance coming off of me. Like, she and don't know nothing about Wu-Tang. My mind just, pro- and my mind processed that two different ways. Like, I seen oh. two sides of it. Like, you definitely learned a lesson, but I admire you because you were honest. Oh, I Because if you would have lied there, it would have been worse. Because then he would have started asking you shit that you would, you would have no, thought Wu-Tang was an energy that. drink or something. <laughs> <laughs> he might have fought you. That might, You might have been his I first DV. never DB. been able to come back from that. But so, <laughs> so, and then I got to respect. I, we got to find him. We got to bring him on the show. Because I respect that he Listen, left you alone, too. You know who he is? He had standards <laughs> at a young age. He knew what he wanted from a young age. He did. He was like, He no, didn't I'm even play around with you. He's like, nah. He remember that. He I definitely mean, remember that. And you know what? Now that I think about it, and now that I know, <laughs> now that I know who Wu Tang is, and I, and it was so funny because I was so attracted to him, and I didn't know why. And looking back now, I know why. That was his style. His style, like yeah. the way he moved. That's why he lived that life. Oh my God! It was yeah. like everything, and I was. He like, got some cool ass parents, geez. or whoever raising him, cool as fuck. Yeah, and I was like, I, 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 his energy just was. Yeah. It was for me, and I was like. Like a magnet, over. and and the, the the man that I had children with, uh-huh. well, a child with, my my love, he would he that same swag, like mm-hmm. it it you can see it. You mm-hmm. don't every actually <laughs> every person I've dated since is like it got that go. got that something in this. I think she put him on the map. Woo. <laughs> Buddy owe him a <laughs> for sure. Lunch? Yeah. What do, what do yeah. men give each other? Lunch? But you know what's funny? You know what's some, funny? Some it deep, comes back some around. Some 2K points. They make real good music. <laughs> like to not know them, that's like, that's a. That's I a, mean, but you, but if you don't know, but you got to think again, that was hip hop. So you had to be in that community, in that culture. There was no internet. How would you have known if you ain't know? You only know what you know. 
And that's why we have to be adventurous and we have to like set out and try to learn new things because you don't know what you're going to get from those new things. And you don't always come back with gifts. Sometimes it's just knowledge, sometimes experience, sometimes it's one friendship. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. And all of that means something in the grand scheme, but it takes time for you to see that. And some people are standing so close to the picture, they can only see a corner of it. That's why we just got to slow down and step back, try to see more of the picture before we make decisions. As an artist, like our biggest thing, especially and as a writer, too, is so synonymous. But the biggest part of our work is editing. And a lot of people don't understand that. And that's why a lot of people don't make art because they think we just walk into a room and paint something and leave. They don't see the actual editing and the hours of work that we um, are in our heads about. Is this even good? Is Are these my words? Do I mean this? Do I feel this? I've erased so much shit before I actually put it in ink. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this is what it is. And I've learned, like, we got to perfect that craft more than anything. People are trying to perfect their art. You got to perfect your, ele- your, your editing, your diligence, your ability to just be still and look and see and, and process what you're seeing you know what i mean not try to make it something or not try to be make familiarize it with something you've seen before but just look at it and really take it in like what is, what am i looking at and if we do that shit in everything in our life you feel me we'll realize all this shit is connected from writing a book to riding a bike to painting a picture to rapping a song to all of this shit to having a conversation it all starts with one fucking just sitting back and watching and processing what's going on you feel me like that's why I enjoy the show because I get so many different personalities and and it's funny because like people are like how do you like because I'm a oh man like <laughs> I can feel energy like I absorb people's energy you know what I mean that's kind of why I got into psychology because I can handle that and I can take a lot of people's energy and kind of process it and give it back to them you know what I mean so they're just like how do you do it and I'm like honestly the only way I can do it is just by being myself all the time I don't know who anyone is. So if I'm always myself, I always know the result I'm going to get with you. But if I try to like favor you or I try to be who I kind of think you like, you know what I mean? I'm not being myself. And eventually you'll see that because you know what you like. You know it more than anybody else. So can't nobody fool you with that. It's not people fooling you. People get so down and they're like, man, I was kind. I was tricked. They're not fooling you. You're fooling yourself. Sometimes we choose not to see certain things because we know what it is. You know what I mean? And we might not be ready to deal with it right now. Or, <laughs> shit, this is going to suck for them once I expose who they are. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. they're going to lose me. Shit, fuck losing them. You're going to lose me. They're yeah. like, I feel bad yeah. for you. Heavy. <laughs> and it's that way of thinking, that way of talking that has got me where I have and where I am. And that's it. And I've learned at a very young age, people will respect one thing about you more than anything else. And that's confidence. They will see how you talk about yourself, how you carry yourself, how you feel about yourself yourself and that's their first picture they're gonna paint about who they think you are and then as time goes on you just show them more who they who you are i'm not changing your perception of who you think i am i don't care i'm just showing you who i am and then how you view the world is going to give you a perception of me so that's on you that ain't on me i don't need to change that i just need to be myself and that's the only thing really we can do you know what I mean? So once people start doing that more, we can have these kind of conversations. We can have these discussions, shit that people sit around and listen to the show and it warms my heart, but it also breaks my heart. And they're like, oh, God, this is awesome. And this is exciting. You know what I mean? And as much as it is, it's just not to me because I do this every day. This is my lifestyle. This is the way of life. These conversations are normal for me. This isn't I do it for a show. It's how I talk to my niggas on the phone. <laughs> This is who I am. I'm just giving it to everybody. And that's what creates hip hop, though. It's not the fact cameras are in the room and shit's not recording. It's the fact I'll be forgetting this bitch is recording most of the time because I'm just talking to you. I'm not trying to make a show. 
I'm not trying to teach nobody nothing. I'm just telling them what happened to me and how I got through it and what I'm doing now. Because mm-hmm. that's all we have our control over is how we react to the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we weren't taught that. We weren't shown that. Right. We were shown, be safe, don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. They never taught us what happens when you get hurt. You know what I mean? You got to learn that. When you go into war, they teach you how to bandage yourself because they already know there's a, there's a big chance you might get hurt. So you probably need to know how to patch yourself up. Mm-hmm. When you don't have that mentally, all you have is this notion. All you have is this notion that, damn, I might get hurt. And you know in your heart you can't bandage yourself up. You know in your heart you can't stop the bleeding. So then you play it safe. You don't go towards danger. Something seems kind of, uh, I don't know. And the shit I learned, the shit my mentors have shown me, like, when you get those butterflies, you get that shit in your stomach, like, like go towards it. Yeah. <laughs> I tell my young people, like, my mentees that, and I've coached hoop, like, when I'm talking to them, I'm like, every time, and I've played the highest level of hoop, like, I've hooped, you know what I mean? So, I'm like, every time I hoop, every fucking game, every time, no matter how good I was, no matter how bad I was, I had butterflies in my stomach. Like, I would just be off before the game. <laughs> and as a child, I didn't, I'm I'm thinking I'm nervous, you know what I mean? But yeah. I've practiced. I'm, I'm ready for this. And when you go out there, it takes a little time, but you make a couple of hoops, you're like, all right, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> I'm fucking tripping. So as I got older, it's still happening. I'm like, what? Like, what is this? What the fuck? Right. So then I started thinking differently, and it just hit me one day. I was walking, just thinking, this how it be. Like you be in a grocery store, or gym, or something. You just think about some shit you thought about when you was ten. Like, ah, oh, the fuck? <laughs> that makes sense now. <laughs> so I was just thinking about it. And I'm like, huh? Like, what if that's just like, say, you know, you you don't know if you're awake or you're asleep. And those butterflies, those nerves, is just like you pinching yourself. Just you reminding yourself, this is real. Like, this is happening right now. This isn't a dream. This isn't a test. Like, it's not a, an alarm, a drill. This is real. And that's just you tell, getting yourself prepared for the moment. You know what I mean? And even when I do events, do shows, I still have those butterflies now. But it's, it, it makes me laugh now. You know what I mean? Because I know what it is. I, I, I showed myself what it was. And sometimes we're... we're, we're trying to be in such a rush to get somewhere and that lesson just ain't even meant for you right now. You see the overview, like you can get it, but you don't, you don't understand it. You know what I mean? And you just, we, we, we ham ourselves and we kill ourselves to try to understand. We overtrain, we overstudy, we don't sleep, we stay up, you know what I mean? And we think that's fighting. We think that's working towards our goals, but it's really counterproductive. Like the more I'm starting to understand like my mental and nutrition, like all that shit is counterproductive. We need to be more efficient. We don't need to work harder and work more. We need to be more efficient. That's what it is. We have too many steps in our day. Honestly, let's call it what it is. All of us. <laughs> I And I get pissed at myself every goddamn day. I'm making this trip. And when I like to leave the house, I'm making it one, two, three, four, five, six stops. Like, and then I'm coming back home. That's how I plan when I leave the fucking house. So when I leave the house and I'm like, damn, I forgot to stop three things. Got to go back. Like, it's so many missteps because, like, I live in controlled chaos. Like, one thing I'm working on in myself is becoming organized. And it just will cut down so much of my day of just being less efficient. And I get shit done, but I'm, exa- I'm exhausted more than the work I feel like I did today. It's a hard habit to break. You know what I mean? You're more tired than the work you feel like you did today. That means you have too many steps in your process and what you're doing all day. You're doing too much shit that really you shouldn't be doing. And then you got those big milestones that keeps the motivation and shit up, but you're tired <laughs> and you about to, you need sleep to make up for it that you can't get, honestly, because you got to get up tomorrow and do it all over again. That's what you do when you want something. 
So our problem is in our mind. Our problem is that we overthink. And the reason we overthink is because we don't come to a conclusion about a lot of things we think about. We'll think about something and just put it on the shelf. We don't think about it and then reassure ourselves what it is and then let it go. So it's just lingering. And that shit just drops in the weirdest times. For me, it's usually when I'm stressed. <laughs> for most people. <laughs> I don't know how it is for people. But for me, it's when I'm stressed. It's all the things I'm worried about is like in my front mind. So recently, maybe... Last two years, I don't deal with that, honestly. I was married, got divorced. I went through, I've been through, I'm 32, I've been through a lot of shit. And it didn't teach me to like keep going through shit. It actually taught me to slow down some. But what it taught me most is just like life is unexpected. Like you don't that, know what's that next. That shit was crazy. I, <laughs> I was like, I was pissed. And people were so shocked how I just transitioned. Because honestly, I wasn't I wasn't as hurt as that situation as I thought I was going to be. Because I got so much. I grew so much in it. And I was just marveling my growth more than I wanted to be sad about my loss. You know what I mean? And that person definitely is dead to me now. So I haven't spoken to him since. Like, and it's no ill will. It's just, I'm a principal guy. So, you know, if the principal don't make sense, I'm prepared to never speak to you again. That was bogus. <laughs> and I'm a loner. So it's it's easy yeah. for me to do. So just don't push me to the point where I feel like I never have to speak to you again, and we cool. I don't bother people. I keep to myself. So I feel like if you're bothering me, it's personal. You shouldn't be in my space. And my peace has to be my most guarded, treasured thing. You know what I mean? I was giving him this analogy with our mental, like how we start off and we're, we're in nature, and it's just us, and it's just your mind. And the more you learn, like the first thing you do, the more you gain anything, you get anything that's an investment or that means something to you, the first thing you do is you're going to secure it. You're going to put some kind of security around it. So the more things you get, the more assets. Our mind is our home. The bigger your house gets, the more security you need. You know what I mean? When you go from a house to a castle, you're going to need a moat. Like, I need something around this shit now. I can't just have an alarm, you know what I mean, on the front castle door. It probably ain't going to work. And it's not because the mass size is because what I have inside. It's all the things that's inside I need to protect more. And a lot of times we're learning these things and we're not getting that security around ourselves. We're not becoming secure. We're insecure as fuck. So even though you're smart as hell and you could probably win Jeopardy, you really don't know nothing. And you can't apply this shit to your life because you're so insecure. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like a two-step process. And I've had some people tackle both at the same time. I chose to do it differently. Um, I'm not a very materialistic person, so a lot of my day goes around my mind and, th- and being inside my head. So what I chose to do was work on my emotions first, work on the relationship aspect that I have with people, be social, learn how to do that. You know what I mean? I put everything into that. It spit me out. It broke my heart. Cool. Like I became a different person. And now what I'm working on is self-love, like it being mostly about me. And it's easier now because I get to self-love myself. And then the people that I would have had to spend all these months trying to figure out they're supposed to be around now just cut themselves off. They don't even want to deal with me because they can't understand why I just want to worry about myself for a little bit. So then that means you shouldn't be around me if you can't understand that I'm the most important person to me. Then you're not a friend. You're a foe. (laughs) You belong on the other side of the wall. (laughs) So now that I'm at that point, it's easier. And I'm happier with them now. Like, damn, this is a good friendship thing. You know, you just cut yourself off. If you was this good of a friend, we could have made it work. So I'm happy now. I didn't have to do shit. I just worried about myself. Absolutely. And now it's just life is becoming simpler. It doesn't become easier. You know what I mean? 
It gets harder every. It's hard. It's gonna get harder every year. The more you learn, it's gonna get harder. It's really hard. Because the more good you learn, the more you learn about evil. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to talk about evil, so we can't heal and grow through it. And then us crazies and us Scorpios. That's all I talk about. (laughs) So the light is easy for me because I live in the darkness. So the light is super easy. Y'all having fun in the sun and enjoying that. I went over there. I'm like, oh, it's gonna burn. I'm like, oh shit, it's fun over here. It's ice cream and shit. Oh god damn. (laughs) And they think. You're, you know your life is a haunted house this is something i could just come a year for entertainment and fun but this is like i lit this is friday the 13th like this is, i live here <laughs> this ain't a summer home for me this ain't a i don't travel here this is where i leave from you know what i mean when i need a break and i like it better that way honestly i would rather know all the hurt i know from just knowing love and not knowing hurt and then getting older and, and hurt just kicking your ass your whole adulthood. Because <clears throat> people didn't prepare you for letdowns and no's and rejection. Right. And people not liking you just for no fucking reason. Which is perfectly fine. People don't have to like you. Like yeah. <laughs> They don't even need a reason why they don't like you. It don't matter. They yeah. just can just not like you. That's their life. Let them yeah. live their life. <laughs> yeah. And you probably it's shitty fine. anyway. So who knows? <laughs> Who judges these things? You know what I mean? Who knows? Who cares? Exactly. Let them be. It's a big-ass world. We can find a way not to bump into each other. That probably won't be so hard. (laughs) One of my favorite songs says, If you don't like me, that's your problem. Factuals. And then when I let it bother me, that's my problem. Yep. So that's, that's one of my things that I stand on is like, Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, and I've been that way since I was a child. You mm-hmm. know, you can talk and be and have and, and enjoy whatever conversation you want to have about me. You, know, you definitely wear who you are. It's, you as, remind me of somebody too. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I think this is just like people really knowing themselves, and then like you fully get to know somebody, and you're familiar with them, and you like I yeah. It's, it's she you, looks you like you to too. Know. That's what's mine. Fucking know. me. <laughs> yeah. You you. They're the same person. It's just just reads books all the time. One of the dopest people I know. <laughs> but she's just she's she's like a a vibe of how I would see like my friends. Like you probably in a room with some plants reading and chilling and vibing and we talk, it's on some like cosmic shit. We ain't uh, talking on the local shit. We yeah. talking on some no. universal shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because our souls and bodies need that conversation. Absolutely. We need that shit, bro. Absolutely. Daily. I meditate daily. I do all that day. We need that daily. That vibration is necessary. Because we're all fucked up. And the world's wicked, man. And we and, and we try to get by by pretending like it's not. And that, that yeah. does us no good. We just have to acknowledge how bad things are and stay centered. And not let it change who we are. You know what I mean? It's so many things happen in the world that could just change you. People don't get that. Like, you two to three, four traumatic events away from becoming a whole completely different person than who you are. That, <laughs> like, so you have to be secure with yourself. You have to be protected. That's what security means. You're secure. You know who you are. You know what I mean? I have so many conversations. I see people that are uncomfortable for men that would never be an uncomfortable conversation with me. I have no issues with a gay man. I've never had a discrepancy because I know I love women. This isn't a thought to me, so it should never offend me. Their presence should never bother me. They being this, I have gay male friends. Like, it, you, who you are should not change who I am unless I don't know who I am. Right. And I know 100% who I am. We ain't having sleepovers. I mean, don't try that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Your, your presence does not threaten me. Right. 
I can have conversations with you. We have talks just like this about gay shit that I want to know too. Cause I don't, I just don't know. I'm just a curious <laughs> motherfucker. I want to know, <laughs> but I'm secure enough to know I don't want to do something. Right. Absolutely. Like the cocaine was out the way. Cause I just ain't putting nothing up my nose. Yeah. I, I don't have to entertain the questions. Cause I've already asked myself, would you, would you snort some of your nose? Probably not. So cocaine's probably out the picture for me. Right. <laughs> just don't pass it to me. Right. You yeah. can do it. <laughs> You just know, don't pass it to my. Just you know. I don't want to get no my Cheetos or nothing. Just slide know. that shit around me. <laughs> but that doesn't change how I feel about you either. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. people are so prejudicial because they don't know who they are and who you are threatens them because, damn, is that me? They being them and I like that they can just be them and they free with it. That maybe that is me. And you might be closeted, so now you hate them just because they're being who you're afraid to fucking be. All of this shit, so much of this shit has to do with insecurity, but people don't want to touch on those issues. They guard, That's what they guard. That's what they protect. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm open with that shit, especially my fuck-ups. Because yeah. who cares? <laughs> like, what are people going to not like me when I tell them how I fucked up? Who cares? I always loved Nicki Minaj because of the fact that she... Don't don't do that. But I'm gonna tell you why. But, but I'm gonna tell you why. You just said it yourself. You just said it on your own. You just said it yourself. Safari, so hit me up, bro. Fuck Look, Nikki, man. Go ahead, though. I'm no, but and I'm, the only reason is because I I love the fact that she out loud the the what they're doing is mm-hmm. not something that I would ever choose to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a way that I would choose to live my life. Mm-hmm. But what they do and the the loud the way that they live out loud right, and right. the way that they you know purposely live the way they choose to without any any <laughs> no it's, hesitation it's it brings me joy because I, there's there's things that I work in a corporate world and and I, there's things that I would love to do in that world that I know I can't do mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. But I've, you know, it, it. Sometimes I get jealous of the fact that she can, you know, wear hair all the way down to the floor. She to, <laughs> you know, um, just mm-hmm. as far as visually the the things that I see. But um, I love that you brought that up, like that whole premise. And too, by the way, um, sorry, Shari, I don't, I don't hate Nikki. She's like a Nikki advocate. Who me? Nah, this my homegirl Shariah. <laughs> but I just don't fuck with her music. But Nikki's cool. And what you said is like so important. And I think it's a good thing. And I think sometimes it, what stresses me out is we have like negative stigma attached to certain words. So words like jealousy. And it's automatically a bad thing or a negative thing of everything that you just described, which mm-hmm. is like a real fucking thing. Yeah. And I have it too. So I'm like fucking 6'3", probably. Yeah. I mean, Chris Brown are the same goddamn height. Chris Brown is the only nigga that height that can move the way this nigga moves. Like, the first time I seen this nigga dance, I'm like, he got to be like 5'9 or something. Like, what the fuck? I seen this nigga in real life. He, like, we're the same height, literally. I'm jealous of how he can dance. But I don't want to dance like that either. You, If you could. If I could, I would use it. But I don't necessarily want it. You get what I'm saying? And that's jealousy. 
what people are confusing jealousy for is envy. Those are two different things. Totally different things. And jealousy is not a bad thing. Envy is a bad thing. Yeah. But being jealous of something, no, it's just like, oh, if I had that, that'd be pretty fucking. Yeah. I wish I had that. Like, but it's not like, oh, I'm gonna take it from them. I want it. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the bushes when they get home. It's envy mine now. Nikki's wig is my sauce. I mean. <laughs> You know, whether you want to take it from them or that's not, you want to feel a feel, and that's what it Yeah, turns, envy has to do with failure, too. I agree. Jealousy, you're yeah. happy for them. Yeah, absolutely. But I would also be kind of happy like, yeah, if I, I had could this. do something like that, but, but, you know. But then that I steps that. into the realm that I feel like a lot of us are in. People, I'm starting to have conversations, and it, it warms my heart. But that steps you then into the realm of awareness. And as far as would this even be a good thing for you? You know what I mean? I used to want to sing all the goddamn time. And I think I can sing. I still sing. I don't give a fuck. My kids, I sing all the time, cooking, doing everything. <laughs> but I would be Bobby oh, Brown. If I could if I could actually sing, I would be Bobby Brown <laughs> with my abilities. I would <laughs> I wouldn't do good things with my superpowers. See what we do at my house all day. Okay. Over there singing. Tell you what we do at the house all day. That was my daughters making their little microphone stand. That's funny. And doing that's all we do that's all day long. Vacuum. All three of us. Man, I have a two-year-old, and she. Can I grew up watching Five Heartbeat, so Temptation. We in the living. We, me and my little cousins, was we always singing and dancing. I've been done talent shows, all that. I just need that energy. I need that thrill. But if I could really, if I could really actually sing, nah, I would be trash. The world would hate me because I would be on trash. I would not be good. So I'm glad whoever doing all this didn't give me the ability to sing because I would have used it for evil. Man, I would have used it. I would have been humping the stage. Think about all. Bobby Brown's one of my. I wouldn't say idols because that's not a popular thing to say. It's like you can't but, call, you can't call but if being honest, idol. but if I be, but can we be honest? Ain't right. this about honesty? Yeah, it is, it's, He's it's somebody idol, apparently. Right. There's more little me's that was uh, new edition out there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, that movie was. Hey, the Bobby Brown movie, bruh, and new edition. That shit good. That should have been in movie theaters, bruh. It was a good ass movie, but it was Same. black. That's the only reason I had to you, go like you that. It? Yeah. Oh, I was up every night watching that, that Bobby that, Brown. Him and Whitney, they that. situation was crazy. That was, wow. He hit that Janet, was, that man. was wow. And you know what? To bring <laughs> him I up, think a lot of people hit Janet. Like, he to hit bring Janet. him up right now, actually. Uh huh. It's so wild that you say that that movie that that movie was wild. Oh, him was and that that was crazy because it really changed my perspective. Like you thought that he was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. And that wasn't the case. And and that's. He was the villain, and villain and bad guy ain't the same thing, but he's the villain. The villain's the person they portray as mm-hmm. the bad guy, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. That's what I mean, like, words is so important, understanding what fucking words mean, and how people try to label shit to tear it down. But if you understand what shit means, they can't do that for you, you know what I mean? Because you see it. Now all the memes floating up about the villains. All the villains was the heroes the whole time, the Scooby-Doo shit. Yep. Shit I was saying in nine. Like, all oh, regular niggas is the monsters. <laughs> The fuck? That's crazy as fuck. <laughs> the monsters is pretty chill when it actually is really monsters. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, <laughs> we've been bamboozled. But I was also watching Space Ghost as a kid. I was a different kid, so they all need movies. Like, all <laughs> I was always movies. overthinking shit, and it, it got me to conclusions. But it also takes you down dark paths too. You feel yeah. me? You got me thinking wow. about that now. Sure. Like they gave Bobby a movie. Like yeah. Marvin Gaye needs a movie. For real, he got a biopic on the way. 
Yeah, and, and, uh, Teddy Pentagrass got one on the way. That's gonna be the best. one. Big Teddy was wild. If people don't one. know how they was living, I re- I be reading they books Teddy and shit. Pentagrass. They was living wild. Oh, they look good on them cameras and them, but behind the scenes, they was yeah. turnt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it was wow. like straight out of Compton. And <laughs> yeah. hey, that movie was real. <laughs> This used to be wild on the expressway, drunk, doing 140 and fucking Ferraris, running from oh, yeah. the cops and shit. Like, and Teddy big as fuck, too. Yeah. And then you think about James Brown. Oh, they was turned. Because they could do whatever they want. They was immortalized. Like, nobody could cross them for real. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's why music had to change. They had too much leverage. <laughs> they just had too much leverage. That's all it was. And I hear like a lot of them older singers too. I don't know about Diana Ross, but Patti LaBelle, like some of them was assholes, especially to the people they worked with and shit. Like people only had ugly shit to say about them, but the music was good. The music hit. Diana though. Ross seemed like such a sweet lady. They like, all do because they old. Nah, but Diana Ross just like, <laughs> there's some. She has an innocence. Nah, there's only her. a few old ladies that's nah. Diana Ross, Tracy Ellis Ross too. I think Betty White. She probably nice. But oh, uh, Betty White is probably so much. Yeah, that's my. She would be my She's white grandma for so sure. But nah, some of them old you white. Some of them old Ross? white women look mean and they look evil. You wouldn't feel that way about Diana Ross. Diana looks sweet. Patty like Labelle they, don't look sweet. She nah. look like the one that pinch you in church or Gladys Knight. <laughs> yeah, 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 that, that church bitch, yeah. But Aunt Patty got that candy on her though. But I'm she gonna pinch you when you when you ain't right. Yeah, right. I used to be ignorant. If for me, it's that picture, bag, of, bag of chocolate chip cookies. So, <laughs> if you pull up a picture of Gladys Knight or Patti LaBelle, until like very recently, I wouldn't know the difference. Like, I just wow. associate them to be the same person. But they're not of. in the mainstream media circulation no more. Yeah, so that but, makes sense. It makes but sense. You, know, but you I, didn't grow up I, around them. I, I makes associate sense. them as the same person nah. until nah. I know, like, you know. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure y'all subscribe to the Good Life Podcast to kick back. Again, we're on Facebook at Good Life Podcast to kick back. We're on Instagram at Good Kickback. Thank y'all for every week. We wouldn't be able to do this without y'all. I love y'all. Be great. Have a good life. Ah, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Damn, I feel good. I feel good every day, though, so... Should not come as a surprise to you good folks. How are y'all fucking doing? So, Good Life is taking um, part in Vlogmas, I guess. So, you're going to get some content every day in December. For me, Shariah, uh, joint shit, group shit, music shit. Might get some poetry shit. Y'all going to get something, though. And i like to thank y'all. We just hit 6,000 listens. Six fucking thousand. Thank y'all, man. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Like, I know I don't come on here and talk to y'all a lot. I've been doing a lot of life, learning life lessons and soul searching and mind bending and molding and meditating and and fasting and just learning, just learning life, learning more about myself. Uh, One, so, you know, I can live a better life, a good life. (laughs) Two, so I can be a better person. Three, so I can give y'all some better content, you know? Content can be great. It can always get better. So we strive for the best here, you know, over a good life. We strive for the best. So we're going to give y'all the best. But thank y'all. Thank y'all. Y'all made that shit happen, man. Y'all been faithful. We we almost in the two-year mark in April. I can't believe it's almost been two years that we've been doing this show. 
Um, I'm grateful for everybody who's come through. I, we've had good laughs. We've learned great lessons. We've told the hard truth. <laughs> Some people told lies. You know, everything. We, we've had everything. Everything comes across. That's, you know, life. That's human nature. That's people. We live. We evolve. And we should change. And then we die. <laughs> and I think that's the concept that I, I'm most, you know, I'm happy about every day. Because, like, the dying I'm doing is, like, the old parts of me. My old life is dying a little little bit each day. It's dying away. And I'm growing into, you know, the person I feel like I was designed to be. I was made to be. It, it just feels so comfortable. It feels natural. I don't wake up, you know, stressed and, and cramped and just depressed every day. Like, I wake up happy. I wake up energetic. I wake up and stretch. I wake up full of life. I wake up full of ideas, full of hope, you know, full of belief. I wake up full of confidence. Like it, it's a different feeling and it, and it helps me put out different products. So I'm definitely about to tap back in more to the podcast. Y'all gonna hear my voice a lot more. Y'all gonna hear me talk shit a lot more. Y'all gonna hear me cuss out motherfuckers a lot more because I enjoy that shit. And I challenge them and, and, I, and I have love for all these people. You know what I mean? It's never hate. It's never shade. I got love for all these people, but, you know, I'm going to tell it real and I'm going to challenge you and, I, and, and I'm going to implore you to want to be better and search for your deeper meaning and your deeper truth and, and really listen to what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So I got a new concept I'm going to kick to y'all. It's called black art. Y'all going to start seeing black art everywhere. Black art is for everybody. It's for all artists, any type of artist, painter, poets, musicians, chefs. You know what I mean? Sculptors, if you make art, <laughs> you're an artist. So we got to start deliberately promoting just the art, you know, not the individualism of it. I, I love music more than anybody. I love media, I love cinema, I love photography. I love all of that. But let's just get to promoting art because then I feel like a lot of the lower levels of art that don't get funded, that's not pushed in the mainstream media. I wouldn't say lower levels. But the levels that are aren't mainstream, I would say that the levels that are underground, you know, don't get their love and recognition. I think they should. You know, we did the Good Life Art Show um, 2019 and that thing was crazy. It was love. I'm definitely throwing more art shows. I love museums like I, I want all of that to be on the forefront. And these uh, were local artists. These are artists who are putting their name out there, who's just now, you know, creating a brand that we can marvel at. And they got talent, man. They they got talent. We've had so many people come through. And I've met a lot of good people, you know, at these events, at these shows, artists. And I don't know if a lot of y'all know, but I do poetry. So I'm really tapped into art. I love art. We got the clothing line. I mean, a lot of what we do is art. It's hip hop. It's culture, you know. So that's more of what I want to talk to and see y'all's work, too. Like, I don't have a um, idea of what kind of artists I want to work with. You know, we didn't come into this to just work with the popular artists or the mainstream artists. I want to work with everybody. Like if you make art and you feel like it's good art, cool, put that up. That stuff is going to work and build on your confidence too. being able to show your work and being able to have your work critiqued. That's a big part is too that we're going to push as well. We're going to critique work and we're going to talk about work. You know, that's a, that comes with all of this. Every time I make a shirt or put something into the world or do an event is subject to be critiqued. I want it to be critiqued. I want people's honest, brutal, honest opinion about, you know, how I perform. Let me know, because then that's a good thing for me. That helps me work and edit and be better. That helps me look from a different pair of lens, you know, at what I just made. 
And sometimes we're so biased about our own work, it's hard for us to see what's wrong with it. So that's why I like to work and do art in groups. That's why I like to perform, you know, and recite poetry and show people my work, show people um, what I'm working on for the future, just so they can give insight. And then if their insight doesn't apply or change anything about what I have, then I don't change it. You know what I mean? It's in one ear out the other. And we could remain friends, but I don't take it personally. It's not a personal thing. It's business. Talk about my work. And when people say, okay, tell me how it is. You know, tell me how this food tastes. I feel like y'all should want our honest opinion. So I'm going to give you my opinion. I'm going to tell you how I feel. But I'm telling you out of love. I'm not trying to be malicious. I'm not trying to tear your ideas or brand down. I'm telling you through support. And and hopefully, I'm not the only person that's telling you these things. Because, again, we want to see you win. So I have to show you where there's chinks in the armors. If we want the dam to work, we have to go to where, you know, it's broken up at. We have to go to where water's coming through and patch it up. And then we can stand back and look at the dam and marvel it. But who wants to stand back and look at a dam that has all these patches and water sprouting through? We're going to be getting the fuck up out of there. So I feel like we should be critiquing each other's work the same way. So then we can put out a better product. It's called healthy competition. But it is that doesn't exist anymore. And a lot and we know it is instilled in us. We had it when we were in sports, you know, and a lot of us met through sports. And we had that healthy competition. We've created lifelong friendships just because we pushed each other so hard. So now we're in a point to where, okay, how do we get to the next level? How do we get to a point where all of us are simultaneously helping each other, critiquing each other, but also taking that criticism? And that's what we need to grow to. It'll just give us all better work, a better product. We can become better people. We're getting honest opinions about us and we can actually do something about it and go change those things or keep them the same. And just thank you for telling me that. You know what I mean? That's what I have to remind some people. Sometimes I'm just coming to you and pointing at your, you, you know, your flock is zip down like, yo, the heads up, you know, zip it up. I'm just making you aware of the problem. So then you can zip your shit up because you're going to think I'm mad aggressive if I come and just zip your fly up in your pants like and put a thumbs up to you. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be fucking confused. So I what we do is have to make people aware of their imperfections, not again to belittle y'all, but just to be like, yo, I'm sure I know you. You would probably be embarrassed, you know, if you walk to the lunchroom and you're zip your fly down. So, yo, just zip it up. Just make sure you good. That's all I'm saying. I'm making you aware of the thing so then you can handle it. Like when I tell you all these things, it's not me fixing your problem for you. I am making you aware of what the problem is. Now you have the question. Now you can do whatever equation you do to find answers in your life. And then boom, you have an answer. But it's a lot of people walking aimlessly around the world, just don't know what they want to do, walking around, bumping into each other. It's bumper cars. And just doing that over and over and over and over and over again. And if we actually all knew what we wanted to do, if we all started working towards what we wanted to do, it would look like a dance. It would look like a giant group dance where everybody's taking a step, but nobody's stepping on each other's feet. Everybody's moving perfectly in their own direction and nobody's getting in each other's way. It would look so routine. <laughs> like we would be doing the hustle out in this bitch. But we're not now. We look like a bunch of fucking kids at daycare in a playpen running into each other. Some kids is running and screaming. Some kids got sticks that sit on fire. Some kids is in the corner crying. Some kids need their damn ass changed. 
That's what the fuck we look like. We we look terrible as a unit. We're not synchronized at all. So I feel like that's why I'm about to drop the black art line. That's why black art is about to become a culture. It's going to become a thing. It's for everybody. It's not for us. It's not just for good life. It's not just for us. It's for everybody. It's for the world. And I want everybody to find their place in it and do their part in it. Don't do my part. Don't do what you think my part is. Do your part. Add to it what you think you should add. So if this thing is a giant canvas and black art is all of us is all the paint, grab your own paint that you want out of the million fucking colors we have now in the world. Look at Crayola. I mean, they'd be dropping a thousand crayon boxes. <laughs> Pick a color out of the million colors we have now. Go on the board, drop your dot. That's you. And then walk off. And then if you're the next person, don't put your fucking dot over there, dot. Put your dot somewhere in blank space, negative space. Put your dot there. And if everybody covers up that empty space and then the last person should have one empty space left to put their dot. And then now we have our painting. Now we have something to look at. Now we all can stand back and we can all appreciate what we did. And it's lopsided now. There's a few people who are extremely confident and everybody else is envious of being those people. Like, we got to get out of that. Find reasons to be confident in yourself. Find reasons to be a winner in your own right. And I think we can do it through art. A lot of us create art. Art can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. And it makes people happy. Once you get done with your creation and it's how you've seen it on your head now in front of you, like, that's that feels good. When I write a poem and, I, and it was just in my head and I needed to get it out and I put it out in the paper, it came out beautifully. I feel amazing. I feel like a weight is lifted. I feel like when I'm in the gym, like, I just feel... <sighs> like de-stressed so that's what this brand is going to represent and again i appreciate everybody supporting us thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you keep coming keep coming tell your friends tell your family share my post please when you see it if you see a link to the show please drop it we trying to blow this show up we got so many people we're going to talk to we got so many great things we're going to do we got so much insight to share with the world so keep listening keep loving try to have a good life we out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Good morning. You already know it's your boy. Good life for us. Um, I think mostly what I wanted to talk about today was connections and connections with ourselves, I think, are the biggest connection and the most important. And we have to realize if we aren't choosing connection with ourselves, we're allowing disconnection to happen. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, so a connection to yourself, to me, is being present, being in the now. Sometimes we're disconnected because we're concerned with the past or we're worried about the future. And that's what creates anxiety. We're worried about the unknown. Or we're harping over something that we can't change. So having a connection to ourselves is being in the present, being in today, being in now. What do I need to do today for myself? What is my best course of action? What are the things I need to work on the most today? You know, that will have that effect for five years in the future, 10 years, 20 years in the future. So that connection today that we have with ourselves, that we have with the world will help us get to the five year, 10 year version of ourselves to where we're happy. To when we get to that point and we're happy with all the decisions we made in the past five years, well, majority of them, not all, but we're happy. We're we're generally happy. We make good decisions. They've they've bared us you know, healthy and good fruit. So that connection is very important. And sometimes we do experience disconnection. That's a part of it as well. We we teeter between the two. 
working on keeping ourselves balanced. Some days you'll feel unbalanced. Some days you'll feel overbalanced. Some days you'll feel like you have an overabundance of good things and more than you actually need. So then you either, you know, give those things away or they sit on a shelf somewhere. You forget about them. And then you go back to to balance what keeps us full, what keeps us. okay. this is a, a decent amount for me. This is a healthy amount for me of whatever it is that you're taking in. Everything has its own balance. Everything has its own healthy amount from drinking to partying to being social to working to sleeping to self care. Everything has its own amount that makes you feel full of that area. They're not just one big scale. They all have their own scale. Some of them require more weight. Some of them require less weight. Some of them require little to no weight. They stay balanced on their own. And we have to look into those things and decide how much weight we'll put on each scale. You know, we decide that. That is on our determining, depending on our connection with ourselves, how close we are with ourselves, how honest we are with ourselves, the type of question we ask ourselves and the feedback we give ourselves, watching ourselves, watching how we talk to other people, watching how we talk to ourselves, watching how we think about situations, thinking about how you used to think about a situation. For example, I watch a lot of movies, love movies. So I go back to watch old movies and 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 I think about how I felt about this in 15 and 20. Did I understand the message? Did I learn more? Was there a bunch of things in this movie that I never even noticed before? That's important because then you're showing yourself. You've seen the same movie. It's the same amount of time. The same things happen in it, but you see it a whole different way. You notice a lot of different little details that you didn't notice before. Your young mind wasn't picking up. You might have been caught on the main story of it or you know the main theme and the plot you wasn't even noticing the easter eggs the things behind the scenes the characters who you know were moving behind the scenes moving in the shadows i like to play like that with movies especially mystery movies spy movies those are my favorite but i like to kind of guess what's going to happen towards the end and sometimes i'm right sometimes i'm wrong you know it's it's not a big up or a letdown it's a fun game i play with myself and it helps me with my mind doing mind exercises Something big I'm going to be talking about a lot, especially in the world of psychology, is day-to-day mind exercises. Still writing on notebooks, still doing, you know, long divisions, still doing math. Simple processes that sometimes we just use a calculator for or it's easy for us to have somebody else do. We need to still be doing those those practices. They're great brain and mind exercises. They keep it going. They keep you flowing. They keep you sharp. So every day now I spend some time just writing in my notebooks, filling my notebooks up. Um, brain dumping just into my notebooks all of my ideas if I'm right if I'm out on the go I'll put it in my phone and my notes I use those a lot well as well too but mostly I'm in my notebooks I'm in my notebooks writing jotting down ideas creative ideas crazy ideas good ideas bad ones all types ideas that may even be for other people one day but they're 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 getting down on paper they're becoming you know, a thing is becoming a manifestation. Now I have to nurture that. I have to feed that. I have to go back and edit my work. I have to go back and look at my work. I have to show other people my work. I have to throw some of this away. I have to X some of it out, bring some of it back. It's a process. Just writing it down then isn't just it. You're not done there. Now you got to act on it. So once you learn something, you have to apply it. You have to actually add what you learn to your own life. That's the bigger goal. That's what we're trying to get to. Not just being super smart and winning Jeopardy, which is cool, too. I mean, that's fun. 
But I'm trying to take all that knowledge and be able to apply it to my life. Learn lessons through those stories. Learn lessons through watching other people live their lives. Learn lessons through what the past has left us, what our ancestors have left us. History. And I'm trying to create my own history for our kids, these younger generations. What happens 100 years from now? We're leaving that mark right now. We're leaving our stamp right now. So that's what's important is what are you going to leave behind for them? You're going to leave a bunch of bullshit and a bunch of fun and entertainment and fun photos. Or you're going to leave back something tangible, life lessons. You're going to leave back showing them how nutrition, showing them how to take care of themselves, teaching them how to fish, not just teaching them how to eat. We already know how to eat. That's instinctual. But everybody doesn't know how to cook and prepare their own food with their own hands. Are you teaching people those kind of things? Those are life skills. Those are things that you carry with you for the rest of your life. And you can also hold and teach other people, too. That's important. So we got to pay attention to that stuff as much as what we can physically, tangibly leave behind. The houses, the cars, the clothes, whatever we're leaving behind, the jewelry, whatever. You know what I mean? And are we leaving behind lessons? Are we leaving behind good stories? Are we leaving behind good logic? You know what I mean? Are we believing behind things that we believe to be true? Are we believing behind deception? Are we believing behind confusion? Are we are people fighting over our death? Are people fighting over our absence? You know what I mean? That's that's not healthy. It's not because then we're living for ourselves. And if we want to live for ourselves, cool. You know, don't involve other people in that process. But if we all want to live together and unite and live unified, then we have to take in consideration that other people have different needs and different wants. And we can't always leave behind things for people that we think they will want. Just ask them what they want. Just talk to them. Just get to know what they want. And then you can to your best to leave it behind or not. That's your choice as well. You're not a good or bad person if you choose to or choose not to. And none of this is about good or bad or right or wrong. It's just about living life, something that we we're, we have to do. We're here. We're going to be here, so we might as well live. And we might as well live in a way conducive with how we want to live, in which most of us can admit that's we want to be happy. We want to do what makes us happy. We want to do what makes us feel good. So cool, let's go get that. Let's go do that. And every day is when it starts. It starts every day. It starts right now. There is no more it starts on Monday, next Friday, I'm going to do this, on my birthday, New Year's. No, it starts right now. If you want to do it, it starts right now. When does it start, Tim? It starts right now. So if you want to do it, make sure you're doing it. That's it. You want to do it, make sure you're doing it. If you ain't doing it, then you don't want to do it as much as you think you want to do it. It's that simple. <laughs> and it's always going to be that simple. So don't complicate things. I enjoy this. I, I appreciate y'all. Like I said, always. I always, I love coming here. I love talking to y'all. I'm going to open up a lot more about my thoughts and my life and just giving advice and also helping people get through life, helping people um, get better, listening to when people talk to me, listening to when people teach me, watching and applying my lessons. I have mentors as well. I have people I listen to. I have rooms that I sit in and listen to. Listen to the people talking. It's not about me talking. You know what I mean? It's about me listening right now. It's about me learning. And then in my platforms and my arenas of the people who are getting to the level that I'm at, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk, 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 talk. So listen. So listen, apply, try to understand what I'm saying. Try to look for the deeper meaning. But also try to see how what I'm saying applies to your life or how it doesn't. That's all that matters. Everything I say is not going to be factual for you. It may be factual for somebody, but it may not be for you, and that's okay. Then don't it doesn't apply to you, so move on from it. But if it does apply to you, try to understand 
how it applies to you and how you can make this better work for you than how it already is. Or if it's working at maximum capacity, go to the next thing. But if it's not quite where you want it to be, ask yourself the hard questions. Talk to yourself. Take some time to yourself. Sit in a dark room. No music, no no nothing, no noise, nothing. Sit in the room in light. Just cut the noise. Let it be silent. Let your thoughts be the loudest thing in the room. Let your thoughts be the only voice in the room, the only thing talking in the room. And just talk to yourself and see what happens. All right. Enjoy y'all's day. Thanks for coming back. I love y'all. Have a good life. Good afternoon, good people. It's your boy, Good Life Russ. Um, so today the topic is, it's a very funny fucking topic too, but it's relationship courtesy on social media. So like when people see that you're in a relationship online, should people acknowledge that? Like, like if you're, if you have a hot girlfriend, should people be courteous and stay away from your girlfriend on social media? I guess is is the best way I know how to put it. Uh, I don't know. Is that being courteous? I'm trying to figure out what is like hard eyes. Is that too much? Like it, if your spouse gets hard eyes on their picture, is that too much? Is is that enough? Is that on point? I mean, what if they really like the picture, you know? So I guess it's more or less how I don't know how we look at these kind of things. I personally don't care. Um, I find it sometimes better if I'm not following the person because, yeah, I don't want to see that shit. I guess that's just me. I just don't want to see people fucking comment weird shit and leaving all the hearts and niggas be pressed. So, you know, niggas do the most in the comments. That shit's annoying as fuck to me. So I don't want to people I deal with. I don't usually like look at their pages and shit. I've never I've never been like that. Um we can be friends on stuff, but I don't like go stalking through your comments and likes and shit. Um, I'll look at your pictures and your posts. I'll comment. I'll interact. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll I'll play my part, I guess. I don't just throw myself out there like, oh, I'm in everybody's faces. This one, whatever. I just I'm cool. You know, I comment. I like I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's a courtesy. I don't know if there's a way. That people should be either online when it comes to other people's relationships. I don't know. Because there do be people in relationships that go. So it's kind of like, uh, is that how it's being solicited? I don't I don't know. And there be people in relationships that don't go. I don't know how. To, uh, they meet up somehow, I guess, in the shadows of of the web in, in messages. Which is just the black market of the web is the DMs. But I guess that's where these ordeals is going down. I, I don't know. I don't know. I stay out of other people's business. I stay out of other people's social media escapades. Like, I don't know. I I, I don't know, man. I got to find out from y'all. I need people to start speaking up on this thing. Should we be mindful that people are in relationships? Should we not send risky messages or texts because you see someone's in a relationship or a marriage? Should you not care? Should that person shut all of that down if it does come up? So it shouldn't matter if people's coming or not because they should just shut it down if they want to shut down and if they want to partake they gonna partake i don't know i don't think everything should be so policed and governed like i think people should just do what they want and if your relationship can't handle that if you don't want to be around that you don't have to be on social media either and you can control who your friends and followers are so i i don't know personally i think a lot of things get blown out of proportion 
and they're very simple insights and simple things. You know, if you talk to someone's spouse and they go, then you were right. If you talk to them and they shut you down, you were wrong. I don't I, I don't know how people move. Don't really bother me. Um, But, yeah, we're talking about these top. We're we going to have all these topics. We doing vlogging. We doing a blog. We doing a vlog every single day of December. So I'm going to come to you all with just random shit i mean follow us we on the good kickback on instagram we're good life podcast the kickback on facebook just write us just comment on our posts just tell us you know what you want to talk about <laughs> just give us some ideas because i'm going to talk about everything i got topics out the wazoo so we're going to be talking about everything we're going we're going to learn something we're going to have some fun and i'm also going to get some of y'all on here for the first time y'all going to do a podcast so that's going to be exciting so the feedback is definitely appreciated. It's definitely warranted. I love when y'all get my feedback. Everybody who has rated us five stars, thank you. You rate us any stars, thank you. But the five-star people, you know, thank you a little bit more. But everybody else, thank you as well. We appreciate it, you know. I'm going to keep coming back to all these topics. We're going to keep dropping every day. I'm also going to give y'all some music, too. I'm going to give y'all some more artists, some local artists, some local brands. Y'all tell me what y'all want. Um, start writing in. You can message me on any of our on any of our pages. Good, good kickback. Excuse me on Instagram. Good, good life podcast. The kickback on Facebook. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I'm about to roll up. I'm excited. This is a good time. I love this time. I love smoking weed. I'm about to, you know, I'm about to get in my zone. Work on what I gotta work on. But I thank y'all. I mean, we sit. We we got over six thousand listens. That. Man, that warms my heart, y'all. That warms my heart. Like, I, I'm being really sincere. Like, I really appreciate that. Because y'all don't have to listen. Y'all don't have to spend any of this time here with us. But y'all do. And shout out to the new people. Welcome. Y'all better get comfortable. We're going to start having a show. I mean, we're going to start showing out. We we almost two years strong. Y'all done been with us. Y'all done been seeing us grow. New people, y'all going to see some more growth. Because we're going to keep growing. And I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to talk that real. I'm going to be brutally honest with y'all and and a lot of what i say on this show i want people to apply to their lives it won't be everything but a lot of it is just try to apply it just see if it applies to you try to learn and then apply learn and then apply because we're gonna be throwing a lot of knowledge at you on this show but again we're gonna be talking real shit too it's gonna be real life situations all of our guests are, are real life people. These aren't fill-ins. These ain't celebrities. Not just yet. Y'all y'all gonna become that. But not just yet. But we we day-to-day people. We all in the same city. We in the same boat. And we trying to find something more. We trying to do something more. So we gotta come together and we gotta start working together. And we gotta start supporting who needs to be supported. And that's the people who's promoting positivity and growth. They need to be supported. And we need to pick them up and lift them up. And follow them and push that energy into the world so we can all enjoy that. But we can't just be worried about self because if you're worried about self, everyone doesn't get help. <laughs> just the few. And we need to be worried about everybody. We got to be thinking for the team, not just ourselves. So once we start doing that more, we'll start to see community. We'll start to see growth. We'll start to see our own businesses, brands, houses, buildings, whatever, go up in our names, in our neighborhood that we get to enjoy with each other like that's why we doing this to build community that's why we doing this to build people up to build up leaders so let's go people let's go leaders step up let's go community come together
talk to each other more, hug each other more, love each other more. Let's spread these positive messages. Let's communicate more. Let's understand more. Let's open up more. You know, that's what we promote here. That's what we always going to promote. Like I said, we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about some real things, but y'all going to get this work. <laughs> y'all going to see what it's really like. Y'all going to see what good life really like, what we really about every day. So I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Please keep spreading the show. Keep sharing. Keep reaching out. Follow the pages so you can stay informed. And also so we can hear from y'all. I would love to hear from y'all. All right, we out. Have a good life. What up, good life fam? Good morning. I guess what we're going to talk about today is the bloodsuckers. These fucking Draculas. These people who just are around to drain your energy. They're just around to copy you. They're just around to look like you and try to be like you. Like, that ain't the way. Y'all got to find y'all's own way and own route. It's what we do, what we project on social media. I mean, from business owners to athletes to celebrities, whoever. It's such a small part of our actual lives. And I don't think people realize that. And a lot of people see what's promoted on social media and they mimic that. But that's not who we are in our entirety. That's a part of us. That's a result or a reaction of our character and who we are day to day. So the things y'all see on social media is it's not fake, but it's not the whole story. So you, you can't be like someone and you can, definitely can't do it better than them. So just be you. I'm starting to see a reoccurring trend of me talking and realizing motherfuckers just don't be they self. So as far as the other part of this whole Dracula situation, that shit is very real. Very real. Something I'm working on right now, actually, is just my good energy, my vibe, my presence. I'm starting to find a lot of people come around just to get that, just to get that in their own day, in their own right, just to emulate that, to mimic that, to try to, you know, to try to give off confidence, to try to give off um, courage. <laughs> and it don't work. It took me years to get to how I am. It took me years to build my energy up like this. I work on myself daily, mind, body, soul daily. That helps me get like this. I didn't just see someone being happy all the time. And like, I'll start being around them and start being happy all the time. It's something you actually have to build up in your own right. So now we're at a point where it's a lot of people following trends. They're following the herd. They're following what they think works for other people. And it necessarily might not even be what works for you. So do you. And and I've been getting drained. (laughs) I have no more excess energy to give to people who can't ride their own energy, who can't bring their own energy. You know, I can get the lessons. I can get a game. But you you can't sit at the table with us. You know, you won't be in the circle. Because at the end of the day, we're going to get to a certain height where everyone has to pull their own weight. And if you can't pull your own weight, I mean, we're strongest as our strongest as our weakest link. So we're going to have chinks in our armor. We're going to have areas to where, you know, this whole thing can fall down if shit go wrong. And that's what I have to avoid. I have to avoid the point putting all my trust in people that they're going to see through my work the way I will. That they're going to come in with a good positive attitude today. That they're not going to do toxic shit that could bring down a team, a relationship, a friendship, anything. Any type of understanding. Any type of agreement between two people or more. It can be brought down if one of those people aren't on their shit. And honestly, <laughs> it's tiring. I, I know people 
try to see the good in it and they try to okay you know i'm just trying to pull from you i'm just it's motivation that's not motivation for me is me giving you something that helps you go be a better you you copying me is a motivation you trying to be like me is a motivation you doing what i do isn't me motivating you you're trying to steal my secrets you trying to take the the fucking crabby patty recipe <laughs> and i'm gonna guard that bitch like mr Krabs. like it won't happen so you could work with me you know or you'll get pushed out the way like it's it's too many people i'm having to second guess if you hear why you here <laughs> you know what i mean your intentions what you plan on taking from this and what you plan on leaving because i'm not that type of person any situation i get into i'm gonna leave more than i take and that's how it should be with all of us that's how it should be with people in general you find yourself in a situation find a way to leave more and we live in a society where people are just okay with taking and not ever leaving anything no value no no compliments no good words no confidence no nothing no loyalty no respect they leave nothing behind but they take everything they want everything for you and that's okay being like that when you can do that that's okay being like that when it's reciprocated and the people you pour into pour back into you but it's not okay when it's one-sided when you're the only one giving someone positive vibes good cheer good energy texting them in the morning making sure they on their shit and it's not reciprocated they don't give you that same back energy. They just take that energy and run and try to fake live their life <laughs> like they up now or fake live their life like they happy or they successful or like anything has changed. Your situation can change temporarily and go back. That's not a change. Change is permanent. Change is something that sets in today that will be look different tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and keep going so on and so forth. But if something is starting to look a certain way for a month, it gets addressed and then you change it for a month and then go back. That's just a routine that you're in. You did you haven't changed. And that might be just your routine starting and stopping. You know, which is a routine in our generation. A lot of us do that in a lot of different many facets. We don't see things through. We don't commit. And the biggest commitment you have is to being yourself and figuring out who you are, who you want to be, what you want that to look like. But I can give you a heads up and I can give you your first lesson. It don't look like me. <laughs> like your best life won't look like mine your best self won't look like me when you look in the mirror you won't see me you should be seeing you and if you're not seeing you you're gonna have to figure that out you know but i, I just can't i'm not taking in anybody who wants to sit around and be around the wave and ride the you know the good energy the good vibes and get all the benefit the beneficiary beneficiaries that come with being a part of this like it's those days are done and if you can't pull your weight, you got to get off the truck. Like, you got to. Because everybody on here putting in work. From the driver to the people in the back to the mechanics. Everybody. Everybody involved with this. It's got to put in their own work and pull their own weight. So if that's not you, unfortunately, this shall stop. Like, you know, just pull the string. <laughs> we can stop this bitch and let you off. I'm not here for that. I'm not here to fight y'all's battles. I'm not here to fight y'all's demons. I'm not here to heal y'all, nothing. I'm here to give people an alternative, a healthier alternative, a better way. But it's up to you if you want to take that better way or not. It's up to you if you actually want to seize the day and seize the moment or you just want to let life push you around. Because life's always going to push you around if you let it. But if you stop getting pushed around, it stops. You never have to revisit that. You never have to wonder again what's going to happen when life pushes. You know you're going to stand still or you're going to walk straight, <laughs> but you ain't going to push back. You ain't going to turn the other way and you ain't going to get blown over and stay down. When the wind do knock you down, get back up, keep walking, keep pushing. That's how you get stronger. 
it's how you get more familiar with the adversity. Then it doesn't become adversity anymore. It's just a Thursday afternoon. It's just a Monday morning. It's it's just a weekend. It's not adversity. And when you look at it like adversity, it already has the upper hand. When you get in that ring with your life and you already scared and you timid putting your hands up, life know it. Life coming out hot like Mike Tyson. And it's going to kick your ass. So either you're going to learn how to fight back and defend yourself or you're going to keep letting life kick you around. But I'm not your train, but your boxing coach, your training, none of that. I'm your life coach. And I'm going to give you good advice and I'm going to tell you that real. But if you're not taking that advice and it ain't reciprocating into your own life, I'm going to stop. I'm going to leave you be. And you can just watch me and mimic if that's what you want to do. But I'm building winners and breeding winners. That's it. We don't breed pretenders. We don't sign pretenders. I don't be around people who want to fake the funk. (laughs) We're not here for that. We're doing real work. We're doing real shit. And if you can't do that in your own right, stay away. It's okay. You can watch from outside, but you're not allowed in the house. You can't sit at the table. But you can stay in the front yard. You can stay on the sidewalk and watch. There ain't no curtains. ain't no blinds. The window wide open. You can see. But then use that to go do your own thing. Use that pain of not being able to be us and have what we have to be power because we worked for this stuff. This wasn't given to us. This freedom of time, this mindset, this happiness, this willingness to grow, my hunger for education. I didn't have none of this stuff when I was younger. So that means I had to create it in myself. I had to establish it. So it can be done, but it takes time. It doesn't take watching again and copying. It takes doing and time and familiarity. It takes distance. <laughs> it takes falling down. It takes not falling down anymore. It takes running as fast as you can. It takes being too tired to run at all. All of those things is a part of the journey. It's part of the race. This is cross country. It's not a 40 meter. You don't look up. You've just been running. It's over. It's going to be different types of terrains. The weather might change. The distance going to look different. People going to pass you by. You're going to pass other people by. That's life. That's the journey. So what you set out on on this goal, on this journey, on this race, are you going to finish it? Are you going to see it through? Or are you so busy watching everybody else run and their techniques and, and what they're drinking and what they're doing? You ain't even paying attention to the race no more. You paying attention to all the other racers. And that's a loser's mentality. Winners don't look behind. I'm not worried about the losers. I'm worried about running my race and beating my last best time. I'm worried about running this race again one day and beating that time. I could be out there for myself for all, by myself for all, y'all know. I don't see the other racers. I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about nobody else but me and what I got going on. And everybody who's going to get these blessings that's under my umbrella, that's in my circle, that all these blessings is going to trickle on. That's what I'm worried about. I can't worry about the next person down the street. I can't worry about the person that didn't get out of bed this morning. I can't worry about the person who's been saying they're going to show up for the last 10 meetings and they ain't met one. Can't worry about that no more. I'm worried about the people who know who they are and what it's going to take to get there. And they're ready to start that journey because then I'm going to help you start it. But if you don't know nothing and you're just trying to see and apply and you on your own, good luck. You know, maybe it works out for people. I don't know. But good luck. There's nothing I'm going to put my time and invest into. There's nothing I'm going to pour into because I don't have to. I have my own shit going on. (laughs) And I think that's the beauty of this. Like, I don't need anybody. So if you're around, it means I want you around. It's that simple. There's no need, though. No one has leverage over me. No one has to be around. If I don't want you around anymore, I'll cut you off as anybody. So if you're around, it means that much more to me because I'm making the choice to have you around. I'm choosing to. 
I want you here. So use that. Use that to your advantage. Use me <laughs> as an advantage, not to your advantage. Use me as a guide, as a help. But I can't help you if you ain't helping yourself. I'm doing the job for you. So if you can't help yourself, don't come looking for help. Figure out how you can start helping yourself. And then other people can start adding on to helping. But I can't bring icing and sprinkles and cherries on top and you don't even got a cake. Like, what am I going to put all this stuff on? I can't add to what you're doing because you ain't even started. You ain't got the base or the foundation. You just doing shit. You know what I mean? You making ice cream and calling it cake. Like, it ain't that. And it's okay if you don't want that, but don't call something something it's not. Like, that's a weird shit in society people got to get out of doing. There's also opportunity for you just not to speak in certain situations. Something doesn't always have to be said. If you don't know what to say, just shut up. But calling one thing another does no good. It benefits nobody. You're spinning a wave. You're creating a lie. You're creating a falsehood to a situation where you got to keep lying about who you are and what you've done. Just stop. Just don't say nothing. Just work. Just grind. And then when you've actually done something, if you want to talk about it, talk about it. But stop trying to talk your way into looking like you've done something and you haven't. <laughs> stop talking about what I do like y'all have done something y'all haven't. Stop trying to do what I do, feeling like you've done something y'all haven't. The 10% of shit I put on social media is the 10%. There's 90% of shit I don't even talk about y'all don't know about. And there's more meaningful things that I do than the things I post. The things I post is for the worst, you know, it's motivation. It's to show people certain aspects of my business. But if you want to get to know me, you have to follow me around every day, all the time, forever. And be in my thoughts. And be in my notebooks. And be in my notes. And be in my meetings. Like, and be in the smoke sessions. And be in the vent sessions, the rant sessions, the phone calls. Everything I do, you have to be a part of all of that to mimic me. And you can't. You know why? Because you're busy living your own life. So do that. Don't try to do me. I'm the best at that. Nobody will ever beat me at doing that. So don't do that. Just do you and be the best you. Because then nobody else could ever beat you doing that. That's the science of it. We're trying to make too much shit add up with math. And then when it don't add up, we start subtracting. And that's cool. But have you looked at the science of it? Have you looked at the logic? Have you looked at the principle behind it? Have you looked at why this is really happening? Why this makes you upset? Have you looked at why you're doing this? Why are you not doing something else? Have y'all really looked at those things? Or do we just look at, oh, this time is hard, so I'm going to do whatever it takes so this time isn't so hard anymore. But if you just sat in that difficult time and actually thought, you can get out of that time forever. Instead of creating a routine that we create, starting and stopping. Doing something. We don't like it. We get out of it for a month. Oh, it must have changed. Next month is coming right back. You're right back in despair, depression, maybe even a little lower, maybe a little deeper in depression this time. And then you do it again. You run your month and it's like, man, this is never going to go away. Then it goes away. And then you're happiest. You're you're most up and down. And then it comes back again two months later. And then you just keep riding that same roller coaster through your life of emotion, letting your emotions push you around and you having to react to the world versus you actually making something happen in the world. You're just going where the wind pushes you. That's not special. There's nothing magical about that. You won't get credit from me from that. Like nobody wants that for real in a spouse. We really don't want that. But there's so many people out there who are that. Y'all settle for each other. Y'all settle for what y'all have and y'all circumstances and y'all lives. That's why it should just don't make sense for me. <laughs> Cause I got real shit I'm trying to do. And it doesn't involve near no other person, just me. 
And then once those things are done, there's other people who can benefit from it. I.e. my kids, my circle. Like, but outside of that, no. I'm not doing none of this for nobody. I don't owe nobody nothing. I'm not doing this to make y'all think I can do it. I'm not trying to brag. I don't care. I don't care how y'all feel about how my life looks. I really don't care. I'll never care. And that leverage helps me move how I move. That helps me go through my day and nobody can change my my temperament. Nobody can change my mood or my attitude. Like, that's on me. And I love that. I love having that. I love that power. I love feeling empowered. And that's real empowerment. It's not money. It's not status. It's not a job. It's not a car. It's actually you controlling your day every day. And a lot of people don't. It's another person telling you where you need to be and what you need to do. That was key one for me, freedom of time. So I don't work for nobody. Probably never will again. I can't. Because ain't nobody about to be telling me where I need to be and when I can be there and what I need to be doing. That's slow. So, again, all of those nuances, if you even trying to start being like me or pretending you me, you got to be like that. You got to deal with that. You can't have your life set up certain ways and move how I move. I corrected all those things. I dealt with my demons so I can move the way I move. I used to have a lot of them similar problems that people have. People telling me where I need to be. I got to be here at nine. I'm always in a rush. I'm not like that no more. I take my fucking time because I go where I want to when I want to. And if I don't, I can remove myself from wherever I am. I have the means and the patience. <laughs> so that's a part of me that people don't see that you have to understand to be around, to even know that's me. Don't just watch social media and think y'all know me. Y'all know nothing about me. Most of y'all don't know my middle name. So you ain't never met my mama. You don't know me. And that's okay. Get to know me. Because then those are the people I'm going to pour into. Those are the people I'm going to take my time helping and talking to. Is the people who actually are taking the time to even get to know me and have a conversation. Ask me how my day was. Ask me what's my favorite color. And care. Not just because you're trying to get leverage. Not just because you're trying to get a reward or a payout or it's incentive. Like, just because you care. And I, I know the difference. I can tell. That's why I be ignoring the fuck out of y'all. So I don't talk to most of y'all. Because I know it ain't genuine. And in all you new people, you know, here's your shot. <laughs> first impressions, my guy. Like, first impressions is the lasting ones. So if you meet me, come correct. Just be nice. Be genuine. Just have a conversation with me. You know what I mean? See where it goes. But don't expect that it's going to go how it goes with everyone else. And then once you find out it doesn't, you want to backtrack and apologize. And nah, there's no forgiveness this way. There's not. If you fuck up, I understand. And you show me you're trying to change it. I get it. Let's move forward. But there's no process of, oh, I'm just going to be forgiving people to keep them around, even though they're wrong. I don't believe in that. I forgive myself for my transgressions. That's it. I don't care about forgiving anybody else. So if that's a problem to you, just don't fuck up, which is not hard to do. You make all your choices. So if you fucking up, they, it's your choices. It's on you. That has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I wasn't put on this earth to to be forgiving. I wasn't put on this earth to watch everybody mess up and just be like, oh, it's okay. No, that's dead. If you feel like you need to do those things, then you felt like you weren't good enough to be in my life. So, I mean, you're right. Why would I be upset? I'm going to remove you. I'm going to cut you off. There's no point of being upset. What is, what is that going to get me? Is that going to make you a better friend? Is that going to make you a better spouse, a better family member? No. So I'm just going to cut you off. As soon as I find out that you're not adequate for this job, don't walk in this building. You'll never have a badge. You'll never be wearing these colors. As soon as I find out you are, come into my life. And then it's probably like an old boring building on the outside, but the bitch going to be like working for Google on the inside. Like we turn, we have fun. We're creatives. We do a lot. 
And I can't give that to everybody. I can't show everybody my personal routines. I can't show y'all what I do in the morning. I can tell you, but I can't show you. Because too many of y'all just going to try to copy. And that's not what we're doing here. I'm not building clones. I don't need clones. I don't need little me's. I got kids. I already got little me's. Y'all be big you. Stop trying to be a little me. <laughs> that's slow. I don't need a Vernon. <laughs> Shout out my guy, Mini Me. But anyways... I appreciate y'all, man. Every day, every week, every month, we pushing two years. Y'all been tuned in. Y'all been fucking with me. Y'all been sharing. Y'all been talking. I appreciate it, man. I don't ask for money. I don't ask for nothing. <laughs> just share. That's it. Nothing much, I would say. I ask for something. Just nothing big. Just share my shit. Just talk about it. Just listen. You know what I mean? The things I'm saying, think about it. Think about if this is me. Think about if someone's doing this to me. Just think about it. And then once you think about it, make a decision. I'm not going to tell you which decision to make. That's not why I'm here. I'm just here to tell you that your way of thinking got you where you are today. So if you're not happy with that, think about something else. Do something different. And if you can say you're happy with where you are, you know you really ain't, you ain't ready for something different yet. Because you got to. it starts with honesty. If you can't be honest with yourself, you ain't going to change. And the first rule of being honest with yourself is there's only one you. There's only you. You can't be nobody else. And nobody else can be you. There's only you. And tell yourself that and be honest and figure out what works for you. What works for me might not always work for you. And you ain't me. So stop trying to be me. (laughs) And be you. That's my advice. Y'all have a great morning. Um, Thanks for coming here. Y'all know where to find us. Facebook, Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. Instagram, Good Kickback. We're going to be on Snap soon. Probably Twitter soon. I don't know. I'm just, you know, we just recording and rocking out. I don't fucking know. We're going to figure it out, though, and I'm going to let y'all know first. All right, y'all. Be blessed. Have a good life.